Psalm 118. We read Psalm 118 together while standing in church. Psalm 118 together, and we will read it from the scriptures projected. And please, let us read it as boldly, as confidently, as affirmatively as possible. Psalm 118, we start from verse 1 and we read to verse 25. So 25 scriptures, and if we can take this in, I can as well just go and I'll preach. Psalm 118, from verse, 25, from verse 1 to 25, we read it on the screen together. One, two, go. Mercies endure forever. His mercy endure forever. Let the house of Aaron say that his mercy endures forever. Let them now that fear the name say, for his mercy endures forever. I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. The Lord taketh me apart. See the desires upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations encompassed me about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They compassed me about, yeah, they compassed me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They compassed me about like bees. They are quenched as a fire of thorns, for in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Thou hast trust so at me that I may fall, but the Lord has helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song, and is become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacle of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. Believe and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has chastised me so, but he has not given me unto death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. I will praise thee for thou hast heard me and I will become my salvation. The stone which the builders is refused has become the head cornerstone. And it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Verse 25. Save me now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee. Send down thy prosperity. Amen. 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 See, as we're reading those scriptures, I'm so sure there are parts of it that will minister to us in one capacity or the other. That scripture as a whole, top down, talks about success. Because success is relative, isn't it? What, what one is seen as success today might not be success tomorrow, isn't it? It might be a commonplace tomorrow. And what you are looking for, what you are looking or trusting in God to do in your life is not what I'm trusting in God to do in my life. But one thing that we can be confident of this morning is that whatever it is, there's a word for you. 
There's a word for you in that scripture that God will send success your way. That God will send prosperity your way. That whatever it is, whatever journey that you are, you are about to embark on, whatever journey that you are, you are on, whatever project that you're doing, whatever career, whatever positions that you're occupying, you'll find prosperity in it. I say you'll find prosperity in it, not because of what you're able to do, but as that scripture said, it is because the mercies of the Lord endures forever. It doesn't matter who and what and the kind of people that encompasses you. That scripture says that the hand of the Lord will do brilliantly. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. That scripture makes us realize that, hey, um, you will not die, but you will live. So it doesn't matter the sickness. It doesn't matter the affliction from the pit of hell. The hand of the Lord shall do brilliantly. Without, without said, just go ahead and just appreciate God this morning. Let him hear your voice. Appreciate him because his mercies concerning you endures forever. It, it, is, it is inexhaustible. His mercies concerning you is forever. His mercies concerning me is forever. It is not based on what you do or what you have not done. It is because of his divine favor. It is because of his mercy concerning you this morning. It is because of his mercy concerning you that is looking towards you. It is because of his mercy that he has chosen to help you. Go ahead and just worship him. Go ahead and just bless him this morning. Go ahead and just honor him this morning. Lord, because your mercies endures forever, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you all the honor this morning. Thank you so much for all that you're doing for us. Thank you for success coming our way. We magnify you. We exalt you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we prayed. Lord, in accordance to that, with that your word in verse 25, we beseech you, O God, that you send prosperity away indeed. That, Father, this month of May shall be a very prosperous month for everyone associated with this church. In the name of Jesus, that in whatever we lay our hands to do, we'll find prosperity. In wherever we find ourselves, O Lord, we shall prosper. Our success this month shall be a good one. It shall be a beautiful one. It shall be one that brings praises unto your name. Lord, as that scriptures has declared, we cannot be anything except to help us. We know, oh God, that uh, people who do not want us to really prosper and compass around us. That scripture says they encompass us as, a, as bees. But Father, your hand will do valiantly. We are thanking you ahead for this month because we know that you will do valiantly. You will fight our battles for us. You will stand up for us. You will speak for us. You will defend us. You will help us. You will save us. You will heal us in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, as we go into your word this morning, please speak to us. Let your words, let your words do us good in the name of Jesus. Help us to understand your mind, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty Father. We celebrate you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Jesus' mighty name we pray. We can have a seat wonderful in God's presence. Welcome to church this morning again. Um, I pray that all your hard desires this morning God is going to grant. In the name of Jesus. All your good hard desires. Let me qualify it. Because there can be hard desires that are not good. <laughs> but all your good hard desires, I pray that the Lord himself will answer everything in the name of Jesus. I said the Lord himself. Come on, I want a born again, amen. amen. You know, at times my look, I see one is just speaking. But prophecies are not bigger than that. 
I might just be declaring something in your life that you, your body, soul, and spirit needs to agree to. And the minute you say amen, what you are saying is that so shall it be. And I pray for you that every good desires of your heart, may the Lord grant them this month in the name of Jesus. May May become that month of relevance unto you in the name of Jesus. You know, there are some months that you never forget. For example, myself, I, don't, I can never forget the month of May because that's the month I gave, I gave my life to Jesus, May 12, 1996. So for me, it's a very, 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 very life-defining period of my um, life. Um, is it life-defining? Yeah. It's a very important uh, month for me. And I pray it shall be so for you as well in the name of Jesus. This morning, I said it last week, I want to talk to us about how to stay humble in the midst of success. How to ensure that you remain humble when you become successful or when you can say that God, thank you. You know, when you are at a place that you look around and you realize that there are no more wars. When you get to a place and you realize that my God, this is how far God has helped me. It doesn't matter what area of life that might be. You might be sitting there, you might look at your career and be like, wow, God, you really helped me. You might look at the fact that, my God, thank you so much for my children. It might be for you, oh, thank you so much for my husband. For you, it might even be, God, thank you, you've kept me alive despite all that the doctor said. So for you, prosperity is different for all of us. But how do you ensure that you stay humble? while you're prospering. Because one of the assurances that I have in my heart currently is the fact that God is about to prosper us individually and collectively. Do I get an amen? amen? God, you yourself, you will be able to testify that truly God has been good to me. But when that happens, it was a clause that I believe that God was speaking to me about, that he wants to prosper us. And then that thought came in a discussion with someone that, hey, how can you ensure that you're staying humble when God prospers you? Are, are you with me? The reason why this is very crucial is because, listen, Bible says that God gives grace to the humble but resists the proud. Are you with me? Prosperity can easily make us become proud. We don't want to get to that point that God starts to resist us, but rather want to walk in the grace and the mighty and the blessings of God. First John chapter 4, verse 4. First John chapter 4, verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome the world, because greater is in you that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Romans chapter 8, verse 33. Who shall lay anything? To the charge of God's elect, it is God who justifies. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Matthew chapter 19 verse 26, but Jesus said, Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Church, when you start hearing scriptures like this, when you start reading scriptures like this, and if truly you believe them as the word of God, and you believe them the same way that you believe what your name is, are you with me? Then you start understanding or coming to the realization that 
the way God wants us to approach life is different. See, the mindset of a successful person in life is one that the poor man refers to as arrogant. Right? To the poor man, the rich man is always arrogant. Right? Any one of us that's going to be successful in life, you must develop a superiority mentality. You must believe that you are the best in what you do. Your house or your household to you has to be the best household in this world. The career that you have found yourself, you have to believe that that's the best career in this world. And guess what? You are the best at it. In your workplace, it should be... Back then when I was working, there was a time that someone who supposedly was junior to me questioned what I do or what I did. A procedure in my work. Oh, Lord, my God. I did not even check the work to see whether it was right or wrong. I fired back full throttle because nobody questions my work. I always believe that I'm the best at what I do. And that is the mindset that you have to have. See, every time that you think that someone is better than you, you've pulled yourself down before them. And it's unfortunate that that's the way most of us as Christians see life generally. We see everything outside there better than who God has called us to be. God is saying in those scriptures that are read to us, and when he starts looking at those scriptures in the way it should be, he says, who can bring a charge against God's elect? Who is it that's going to justify? It is God that justifies. That scripture is saying that you can do all things. If you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you and you believe it like that, then even if you're failing, that thing might not be correct. Or maybe there's another, I just need to try it again. You need to believe it so much that somebody will look at you and be like, oh, you're not okay. That is a mindset of anyone who is successful. The United Kingdom, or rather, Great Britain as it used to be, was a very small island. In fact, England was a very, very tiny island that the original English people have now been driven to the west, to the western part of the country. They call Welsh. But guess what? With this same little, little kingdom or little country or little island, they colonized the whole world because they believe that they are superior than every one of you. Every nation they got to, they believe that they, are, they were superior. It doesn't matter how large your nation was. It does not matter how big your fruits were. It doesn't matter the population. They believe that where they're coming from, we have to be better than you. And because people there did not believe in themselves or do not find pride in the things that they do, they accepted the superiority of the other person. Are you with me? The reason why at times our gospel is not getting to the other, to the people that it's meant to get to is because in actual fact, oh, we try to, you know, let us apply wisdom by bringing ourselves down so that they will accept us. Really, they will not accept you. You have to be, you have to have that mindset that A, you, see, it's a, it's a mindset of superiority rather than mediocrity. It's that mindset that gives you boldness. You remember when God was talking to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1? He said, hey, you better be strong and be courageous. Do you know why? Because if as a leader you're not strong or courageous, the people that you are ruling will be the one ruling you. So you need to understand who you are in Christ. You need to understand who you are in God. And because God has not spoken that, hey, you know what? I want to make you a success then you need to understand that, hey, you need to have that mindset in everything that you're approaching. 
that I cannot fail because I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. If I'm going for an interview tomorrow, uh, um, um, timidity could not come in, um, fear cannot come in, because guess what? I know I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Oh, already God bless you for that testimony. A lot of people, even myself inclusive, will believe that, oh, people or companies will not sponsor Christian events. But no, 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 who will bring a charge against God's elect? You need to start believing like that, church. That is the mindset of the kind of people that God has called us to. If your mindset cannot change from the, from the position of, of slavery to the position of sonship, then our Christianity is in vain. However, this is a bit there. There is a fine line between that level of belief and becoming proud. Isn't it? Because suddenly, just realize that, oh, wow, I can do it, especially when it starts working for you. Right? There's a fine line between that level of belief and pride and arrogance. That is why it's so crucial this morning for us to look at staying humble when we become prosperous or in the midst of success. And I'll get to tell us four things quickly that, that we, need to, we need to put into our lives and we need to start practicing now um, to stay humble. Let us open our Bibles to John chapter 13. Jesus Christ displayed this to us perfectly. John chapter 13 from verse 1 to 20. Marilyn, you're reading for us, please. John 13 from verse 1 to 20. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God. Okay, pause there. Look at, Jesus was at a point, the highest point, of his success while here on earth. He knew that, hey, the hour has come, and now the Father has committed everything to my hand. Are you with me? That was the height of Jesus' success, that, hey, at this point, hey, I cannot fail any longer. Right? Continue, ma'am. He riseth from supper, and laid aside his garments, and took a towel, and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus asked him, answered him, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus saith to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean, but not all. For he, know, for he knew who should betray him, therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me master and lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your lord and master, have washed your feet, and ye also ought to wash one 
one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. I speak not of all, I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it come, that when it comes to pass, ye may believe that I am he. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that, I, that sent me. That's Amen. a very, very, thank you so much, God bless you. That's a very, very interesting story. While some have made doctrine out of that story, um, there are so much lessons that we can learn from it, or we can pick up from that, that story, and we will unravel it as time goes by. But four things quickly, and that's all I'm submitting to us, or what you need to start practicing now, right? Because you, you prepare for war, you prepare for a battle. You don't start preparing for the battle when the battle has started. Right, um, it's very difficult for you to humble yourself when success comes if you have not humbled yourself now, right? Because you need to make it part of your life. You need to ensure that it's these four things. Much more will be in the scriptures, but at least God taught me these four things I'm about to share with us. That a, there are things that we need to continue to do today, and these things are meant to that 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 these four things they must be done not just continuously. It should be on an increasing measure. Do I get an amen to that? Not just continuously. It's not that you're going to do it today and tomorrow you're not doing it, but you must do it on an increasing measure because that's the way habits are formed. I hope you know that. Those of you that go to the gym, right? For you, for your gym work to become, for you to become used to your gym work, you do it continuously or consistently, and guess what? You'll be increasing your pace as time goes on. Are you with me? So these four things as well, you have to continue to do it. Start from a low end. Don't try to fly in one day. Start from a low end. Start from a place that you are comfortable with, but do it continuously, consistently, and make it ever increasing. And God will bless us in Jesus' mind. The first thing that you need to start to do today is to continuously honor God. Honor God in everything that you do. That scripture, uh, or sorry, the meaning of the word honor means biblical, uh, sorry, not biblical, uh, dictionary meaning of the word honor means to place someone worthy of honor. So number one, that it is not because that person deserves the honor, it is because you have chosen to elevate that person, that position. Uh, are you with me? Number two, about the, the definition is that you owe someone in high respect. Number three is that you are placing them in an inestimable position. Or you find them creditable. You find them credit worthy. Is, is, that, is that okay? So if we think about those definitions and we look at the word honoring God, that means you should place God in a position that is worthy of that honor. And you don't do that just in mere thoughts because it's easy for you to say, I honor God in my thoughts. But it should also be in our deeds. Isn't it? In my, in my village, there's a way we call ourselves, especially if somebody is older than you, you call them your auntie or your brother. But you can call someone your auntie or your brother and still be disrespecting the person. Right? Your deeds and your words must match together in honoring God. 
4 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, the B, part, the B part of it, says, For those who honor me, I will honor. For those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Every time you do not honor God, you are despising God. And it says, if you honor me, I will honor you. Maybe we'll be, we'll find honorable in the name of Jesus. How can I honor God? Number one, learn to be thankful. Learn to be grateful for the things that God has done for you. Start, start showing gratitude. Start exhibiting it. Rather than complaining every time about the things that is not working, start talking about the things that is working and appreciating God for it. Out of the ten things that you trusted in God for, if he's only done half, I'm not talking about half of the ten, I'm talking about half, 0.5 out of ten. Appreciate him, continue to appreciate him with 0.5. Because if you do that, the Bible says it gives grace to the humble. Honor him by giving thanks to him every time, by showing that you are grateful to the things that he's doing. Honor him in your decisions in life. The decisions that, see, you can honor God in your decision by putting him first in your decision. Acknowledging him in your decisions. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 6 says, In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Start to acknowledge God in all your decisions. Don't take decisions without God. Why just for one minute? Yes, you want to fight, but for one minute, just think about it that, oh, what would God want me to do? That's how to acknowledge God in your situation. You know, oftentimes we think that, oh, the way to acknowledge God, right? You've made all your decisions, you've done everything that you want to do, and you're just waiting for God, God, stamp this, or just stamp this. Father, do this, Father, do this, Father, do this, stamp it, stamp it, stamp it, stamp it. No. The way to honor God is, or the way to acknowledge God is by doing that in the beginning. You want to go into a relationship. Why not ask God first? Why not acknowledge him first before you go into that relationship? You did not ask God in the beginning, but at the end, you want God to authorize the relationship. Sorry, it does not work like that. Honor him in your decisions. Honor him with your wealth. Proverbs 3 verse 9 says, Honor the Lord with your possession and with the first fruit of your, all your increase. Start to do it now. You know, there's so much argument about whether you should pay that or you should not pay that. You know, people want to be theologically correct. I don't give a thought about theology. Why not just honor God? It's an honor to, to give to God. That God, I see you as the one that is the reason for what I have. Honor God. John 12, 26. John 12, 26. It says, if anyone serves me, let him follow me. Where I am, there my servants will also be. Look at the way he puts it. If anyone serves me, my father will honor that person. Honor God with serving him. Let the reason why you are serving or the reason why you inquire not be because you want to get married. So you want everybody in church to see you. Let not the reason why you are an usher not be A, so that my dresses, I can be wearing my dresses. Let it actually be because you want to honor God. Let it not be O because you want to impress pastor, I don't even see you. That's breaking news. I don't even see you. Do it for God's sake. Nothing else, for God's sake. Do everything that you are doing to serve God for God's sake. 
The people that you talk to on the street about Jesus, do it for the sake of Jesus. That's how to honor God, church. You need to start small. You need to do it consistently. You need to do it continuously. And you need to do it on an ever-increasing measure. Do I get an amen in church? You need to do it how? You start small. You do it consistently. You do what? Continuously. And then in an ever-increasing measure. That's how to honor God. May God bless us even as we're doing that. Number two thing that you need to do, to, or you need to start practicing to be able to remain humble, is to continuously honor and respect that those that God has put above you. Are you with me? The people that God has put above you, above you they are God's representatives in your life. I've said that a million and one times, and those who have not heard me say it before, I will say it again. You do not choose the people that God puts above you. They, God chose them, chose them for you. So, for example, the examples I always give, you chose your school, you did not pick your lecturers. Right? You casted your votes, you did not choose your MP. Right? You came to this world, you picked your husband, but you did not pick your in-laws. <laughs> Right? You came to this world, God picked your parents for you. Are, are you with me, church? The people that are above you, in fact, you apply for that job, you did not apply, you did not pick your boss. Right? Everyone that's above you, God Himself is the one that instituted them above you. And they have a place in your life, they have a place in defining how far you go in destiny. You need to learn how to, how, how to maximize that position. There are some of us that are rude to our bosses. Listen, no wonder you remain where you are. Walk. It's not about prayers. There are some prayers God will not hear. There are some prayers God will not hear. Because God himself expects you to humble yourself. When you humble yourself, if that your boss is a terrorist, right, then God can help you. But no, you are the terrorist of your boss. And you are praying. Ah, Don't worry, start video. <laughs> So you need to continue to respect and honor those people that God has placed above you. You picked your church, you did not pick your pastor. See, you picked your department, you didn't pick your HOD. That's the reality of it. God picks those people for you. And I said that the respect you have for them should not be based on what they do or they did not do. Let me give you a scripture. Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15, verse 3 to 6. Matthew 15. God bless you, ma'am. See, this is fast. He said, But he answered and said unto them, Why do you transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? For God commanded, saying, On your father. See, that's the tradition, or that is the word of God. God commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother, and he that cursed father or mother, let him die the death. Right? But look at, go on, next one. Look at what, what, you know, the way they, oh, they say to their parents, oh, but you say, whosoever shall say to his father or mother, it's a gift by whatever you do, by whatever thou might be profited by me. Come on, give me a proper transition. <laughs> and by this, where is it? 
whoever said to his mother, whatever I have that will help you has been given to God. Listen, 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 listen. Because daddy has not been around. Oh, because personal said we should honor our parents. You know, what I'm giving to you now, I'm just giving you because of God. You have not done anything. You have not honored them. Do, do you get what I mean? So don't say that whatever it is that I'm doing to your prayer, I'm doing for you, mommy or daddy, or I'm doing it because of God. It's not, you don't, what they're saying is that you don't really deserve it, but I'm doing it because of God. You have not honored them. Sorry, did you understand that? Did we get that? You honor your father and your mother regardless of the position. Regardless of what they do or what they do not do. Don't say that you are just giving it to, you just doing because, oh, be, oh, if not for God. You know the way we always do that thing. If not for God. I will not, oh, if not for God. You have not done any honor, that scripture is saying. You honor them because God says so. Because in doing that, see, you don't, you don't, oh, Okay, I will listen to you because of my boss, because God said I should listen to you, you know? No. They are, your, they are, they are God's, they occupy God's position in your life. In fact, they define your destiny. If they want you to leave that job today, you're going to leave that job, regardless of the prayer that you make. Am I wrong? I'll give you an example. Our ministers are anointed, isn't it? Come on, celebrate my ministers in this church. But you know that if one of them is rude to me, no matter the anointing, if I don't give the person the mic forever. <laughs> it's a fact. The people that God places above you, they matter in your destiny. You need to learn to honor them. Honor them small. Start from a small place. Do it continuously. Do it consistently. Do it on an ever-increasing measure. Some of us need to leave this place today. And all you just need to do to honor daddy is just to call daddy. Daddy also has to check up on you. That's the starting point. Then you do it continuously, consistently, and then you increase it next year. But not just calling daddy. I don't know why I'm using daddy every time. But anyone that's above you. Somebody once came to me and said, oh, my boss, I worked, to, 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 you know, said everything, 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 everything. While I sympathized, I was like, you know what, when you get back to work the following day, why not go offer the person a cup of coffee? Do you get where I'm coming from? Even this person that you feel like is against you might actually be the one that's actually speaking for you. Never be on the left. People on the left don't last. Don't join to criticize your bosses. How can you honor those people who learn to cover their shame? Even, even, even Robert Greene says it in the 48 Laws of Power. Do not outshine the master. Don't say because, oh, you are the one who did the, who did the work, then you want to outshine your boss. You have just diminished your time in that workplace. Because what everybody, what every man looks for is loyalty. Ah, so that's what you're going to do. You think that you are shining that boss, but what you don't know is that that person that you are trying to do it in his presence also is looking at you as, oh my God, this girl must be so disloyal. And so, what's that word they use? So, whatever. <laughs> so, so, thank you. Learn to give gift to them. Talk well of them. 
Talk well of them. It's the cheapest honor that you can give to them. Talk well on the, of them. I hope we know that rebellion in any capacity is not of God. Right? So if you're not talking well of people above you, you're rebelling against them. Understand that. Encourage them both in words and in deed. That's the way to honor and to show respect to the people that God has placed above you. So what's the first thing to do or to start practicing to stay humble? Honor God. What's the second thing? Uh, uh, uh. Honor the people that God has placed above you. God bless you really good. Number three thing that will make you stay humble. This is a big one. Especially when God starts prospering you. Is to continuously make investments in the heavenly agenda. In the soul, God's soul winning agenda. Because listen, if you struggle to pay a tithe over a 1,000, right? When a million shows up, by the time you calculate it, ah, God, we need to reward this tithe thing. <laughs> hmm? If you struggle to talk to somebody on the train, right? When you're going to work, or you struggle to talk to someone that you meet on the road, how will it be when you start driving your own Ferrari? <laughs> you see where I'm coming from? So you need to start practicing today. So that by the time you get there, it just becomes a natural thing. You need to learn to be a witness of God's goodness. Listen, the reason why God is prospering you is not because you're special, which you are, by the way, in Christ. But outside Christ, it's not because you're special. The reason why God is prospering you is so that when you are talking about the goodness of God, you are a witness of it. If me, you cannot be telling me that God is good. When is God good? You yourself, you don't know whether God is good. But he's going to prosper you so that you can actually tell people, tell the world that God truly is good. The reason why he's prospering you when you are serving is so that you can tell God, people, that A, it is profitable to serve God. Because he has said you should not serve him in vain. If you are serving God in vain, it's because you have chosen to. Because scripture says a worker is worthy of his wage. Every time you owe the might to sing and you are doing it in righteousness, come on, you've credited your account in heaven. You can make a withdrawal. You can make a withdrawal. The reason why God needs to answer that prayer can only be, might only be, God, you know I serve you. Then lay your prayer request before God. God has not called us to serve him in vain. He says, do not muzzle the ox that treads the wheat. You cannot be working, you cannot be serving God, and you're not getting returns. It is not, it is not godly. Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. He says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens. Look at the B part. It says, and, many who lead, and those who lead many to righteousness will not just shine as the, as the brightness in heaven, but they shall shine like stars forever and ever. It's continuous shining. Scripture says the path of the just like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. 
That means a just person is meant to be shining to the day of death. Because that's the perfect day. You can't add, you can't remove. So what's number one thing that you need to be doing? Sorry, I need, I want to be sure that I'm with. What is number two? Number three. Number four, which is the most difficult for most of us, is to continuously serve those below us. Right? Those above you, what do you do to them? I respect them. Those below us, what do we do? Uh-huh. That was what Jesus was depicting for us in that scripture that we read. That's A, having realized that God has now given him everything, he could command all of them, what I... All of you. No, 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 no. The Bible says that he brought us a star wall, got water, and started washing their feet. That is the act of humility. Learn to serve people under you. Be there for them. When Jesus Christ came, he said, oh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, to, 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 to heal the sick, um, all those things that he said in Luke chapter 4, all those things are meant to be the things that we should be doing. Proverbs 14, verse 31. Proverbs 14, 31. It says, He who oppresses the poor reproaches his maker. Look at what we think that success is for. Ah! When I arrive, they will know. You just want to oppress. Every time, Bible says, every time you are doing that, you are bringing reproach unto God. But he that honoreth him will be somebody who is having mercy on the needy. Philippians chapter 2, 79, Pastor John read it earlier. He says concerning Jesus Christ, that he made himself of no reputation. This was someone who is God, made himself to be nobody. Listen, on your journey, you have to understand that why you can do all things, why Christ you know, while, while you're that special person, you humble yourself, make yourself humble. If they slap Jesus, why can't they slap you? If they spat on Jesus' face, why can't they spit the, the true egg at you you're complaining? You're not God. Romans chapter 12, verse 9 to 11. says, let us love without dissimulation. Above what is evil, cleave to what is good. Have kind affection, one to another with brotherly love. But the last part says, in honor, prefer one another. If me, your preference is to show me honor. And I should look for a way of showing you honor. If me, I should honor you, you must honor me. Does that make sense? You should honor me more than you seek honor for yourself. The same way I should honor you the more than I seek honor for myself. Imagine, I always ask this question. You are yourself and somebody in this church, you apply for a job. The same job, the same position. Honestly, at the back of your mind, what do you think that you are thinking of? Are you going to be better than that person? Isn't it? But... When they now called both of you, you now realize there was just the two of you on the final stage. Will you be able to say, oh, 
let him have the let him have the job. Will you do that, or will you be looking for a way of bringing that other person down? Sorry, you can share the job. <laughs> Let us prefer one another. Oh, all of us are going on a retreat. There's only one more seat in the van, right? We just come down and say, oh, don't worry, you can take my seat. Or will you just go on your phone as if you are not hearing <laughs> Or will you just be in the spirit? If they touch you, I'm praying, man. <laughs> Preferring the other person over you. Because truly, if you do that, right, I don't know why we all of us as Christians, and I say all of us as Christians, feel comfortable to be in church and not looking for people outside. Are you with me? If we prefer, let's assume there's only one position to get to heaven. Hello, let's leave it there. <laughs> Go ahead and just talk to God this morning. The Bible says that it gives grace to the humble and it resists the proud. Ask God that God, please, I need your grace this morning. I need your grace to stay humble. I need your grace to stay humble. Let him hear your voice this morning. Please. Talk to God. It will not take more than 30 seconds to just talk to God and say, God, please, I need your grace to stay humble. That as you are prospering me, I need grace to remain humble. Please help me. In Jesus, mighty name we prayed. Thank you, my Father. Lord, we are so grateful that you have chosen to bless us and to make us prosperous in all that we do. Your word says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prospers. Lord, thank you so much for the fulfillment of this, your wish in our lives and in this church. We magnify you. But Lord, even as we heard your word this morning, please, Lord, without you, we can do nothing. Help us, O oh God, to honor you continuously help us O oh lord to honor and to respect those that are above us help us O oh god lord to not look away from your heavenly agenda and most importantly O oh god lord help us to serve others as well to make ourselves of no reputation the same way that you did thank you mighty father we exalt you in jesus mighty name we pray in jesus mighty name we pray celebrate jesus everyone <laughs>